0: guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Before we dive into today's episode, I first want to thank our sponsor, Therasage. Their tri-light panel has become my favorite biohacking thing for healing my body. It's a portable red light panel that I simply cannot live without. I literally bring it with me everywhere I go. And I personally use their red light therapy to help reduce inflammations in places in my body where honestly, I have pain. You can use it on a sore back, stomach cramps, shoulder, ankle. Red light therapy is my go-to. Plus, it also has amazing anti-aging benefits, including reducing signs of fine lines and wrinkles on your face, which I also use it for. I personally use... Therasage TriLight everywhere and all the time. It's small, it's affordable, it's portable, and it's really effective. Head over to Therasage.com right now and use code Bold for 15% off. This code will work site wide. Again, head over to Therasage T H E R A-S-A-G-E dot com and use code Be bold for 15% off any of their products. Welcome to 2024, everybody. Woohoo! This is our first solo together in 2024. Oh my God, our first solo of the new year. Of the new year, yes. And oh my gosh, what a year 2023 has been. I'm just happy that we're starting a new year fresh and I hope everyone has a happy and healthy new year. And we're going to, first of all, a few little announcements. Number one, my book just came out this month, like I guess a couple days ago in paperback. So if you have not picked up a hard copy of it, please Pick up a soft soft copy, a paperback, a soft cover. I don't know what the right word is. I think it's called a paperback. Jen loves calling it a leaflet. I I, think that's great. I do do call it a leaflet. You know why? Because- it is so small and flimsy as a paperback. It's crazy. It is very leaf-lighty. It is. It's so light. I mean, you can literally read this in like a good, what, 45 minutes, an hour?
1: No, I and mean, it, I don't think like, the, like just it, because the cover is different I'm that it's like a faster you,
0: it, read. It felt so much heftier <laughs> as a hardcover. And now it's out in softcover. So that's a little plug. I'm allowed to do one once in a while. So that's my plug for this week, for 2024. It's a great book if you want to get bolder and you want to start speaking up, asking for what you want, being more assertive, and
1: I guess basically curating and designing the life you want. Right, Shawnee? Yeah, that sounds so exciting. You, you've you helped me do that a lot over the last year. It's been great. 2024 is a different Shawnee, guys. It is. You know, Shawnee lost 30 pounds since she did. Uh, last December.
0: How crazy is that? Yes. That was when we started working together. 30 pounds lighter. Yeah, I stayed pretty heavy while I was like working with Jen a lot. <laughs> Not true at all. She's lost 30 pounds. So I think that is remarkable. And that's a lot of that Thanks. is all about consistency, building healthy habits, doing something daily, which is why I bring that up. It wasn't just by accident. I'm bringing that up because this episode is, I think, uh, well, I think starting off the new year, talking about New Year's resolutions is, of course, like everybody else and their dog is is probably doing the same thing. Mm. And I want to first start out by saying I'm not a big believer in just New Year's resolutions because I believe that it should always be a lifestyle and it should be something that you are doing as a lifestyle, building a habit, making it part of your daily routine. And that's how it becomes something that is long-lived. And that's how you get real results over real time versus in January, I'm going to start doing this. And then, what is it, like 75% of people who make these New Year's resolutions tend to fall off by February 1st. So, wow,
1: by February 1st. Yeah,
0: or like sometimes they say like the end of February. Like at the, like when people, when January 1st hits, the gyms are totally yeah, full, yeah, right? And then usually by February 15th, like by Valentine's Day, they're basically empty again. Yeah. Because again, like you can't make a lofty goal and then not change your behaviors and habits and just expect all that to change right away, which we'll get into that in a second. I want to go over something that I think was really fascinating, which Forbes reported the top 5 resolutions for 2024. Ooh. Yes. And of course, what do you think number 1 was? Losing weight? fitness or like getting healthy yeah well like fitness that's right That's not the 90s anymore
1: in the 90s <laughs> it would have been losing weight <laughs> yeah well
0: losing weight actually was number five i'm gonna check oh to they the, added yeah. in they so they so, did fitness
1: plus losing so weight. Wow,
0: well, this is okay so let's go over them okay okay let's talk about it let's do it as the youngins say what's that thing like no let's talk about
1: it like tacos
0: no not so tacos talk about it. like let's get into it or oh
1: let's get into it okay
0: yeah we could let's dive right in Let's dive right in. Okay, fine. <laughs> let's go into it or whatever. Whatever like, the, the 40-year-old say. I don't know exactly. what the kids say. To
1: be I think we, we've we all established that like we really don't know slang. Yeah. I th- I, I, it, we need well, Dylan. We need Dylan. We really do. We need my 10-year-old back to kind of school us on
0: <laughs> uh, what the youngins are saying. Okay, so let's go over the New Year's resolution, shall we? Yes.
1: Okay, so number one is fitness. What do you think number two is? Probably like a money thing, like save more money or make more money. Did you read it? No, I I actually really did not. Look, it's not even open on. Yeah, okay, yeah. So number two is improved finances. (laughs) I'm thinking about my own resolutions here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to make more money. Okay, so number three (laughs) is improved mental health. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that, to be honest. Number
0: four is lose weight. Okay. So lose weight and fitness would have been separated.
1: Which does make sense.
0: And then even more separated is number five, which is improved diet. I was going to say eat healthier. Yeah. So they're all separated. Now, like when you make a lofty goal, like I'm going to be like, for example, right, let's go, let's stay with the fitness. Like I'm going to improve my fitness. Mm -hmm. But then there's no real plan of attack besides I'm going to maybe get a gym membership. That's right away where the stop and the starts begin. Right. Because if you don't have a plan, you're not executing a plan, you're going into something kind of with like a big umbrella lofty goal, well of course the the chances of success are gonna be less. Like you need to go in there with much more of, in my opinion, a realistic goal that's much more precise mm. and you can see a measurable change over time. Like if you said, I want to work out three times a week for 20 minutes at minimum at a time, That is now something that is much more sufficient than I just want to be, I'm going to, I'm going to improve my fitness or I'm going to like
1: work out more because like, what does that mean? It could be anything yeah it's very conceptual there's a really good book by scott adams i forget what it is like the failing forward one where he talks about goals versus systems and like the idea of like resolutions to me are very in line with how he talks about goals where they're like this one thing with like a deadline and it's like you either achieve it or you don't versus like a system which is kind of what you're talking about with like a plan where you create like a daily routine or a habit that you just integrate and it's less about like you know overall improving your, your whatever your health and it's more about every day i'm gonna like drink this much water and i'm going to you know move my body for an hour and like that's your system and if you don't do your system for one day it's not the end of the world but if you don't achieve your goal it's like it's like either success or failure there's just like one or the other but your system is a constant thing it's like your constant plan and so if you miss one day because you're sick it's fine you can just pick your system up the next day and well, so it's kind of like a, i don't know I, I know scott adams i know the book that you're talking about and i'm i'm, I'm a
0: big fan a and good believer one. of it because i think it's 100 percent accurate so that's my point like these are very lofty goals like yeah. i'm going to improve my finances i I'm going to improve my fitness, but where's the, how am I going to do it? Mm. And what is the precise goal in mind that you can work towards versus these lofty things? And that's when people like fall down a bad rabbit hole and then they don't have anything to work towards and it's very willy nilly and it doesn't stick. But like, if you can be a little bit more specific in what you want to do, like to your point, if I said, I'm going to, I am going to save $100 off of every paycheck Mm. versus I'm going to save more money, then you actually have an actionable thing that you are requiring yourself to do and Therefore, now by by next year you'll see a
1: measurable change, right? You'll you, have that money saved. You can get it very techy too, where you can have it like automate that. So you can make a system where like you automate that your bank account will send a hundred bucks every single month to like your savings account or whatever. Right. And then it's just like a part of your thing. Then that becomes like your thing. Right. And also with losing weight, right? Like other than just saying very arbitrarily,
0: it's yeah. very arbitrary. Is I guess the word like I want to lose. I want to lose weight. Well, how much weight do you want to lose? And what is realistic? Right. So technically, two pounds a week is what can be realistic. Right. So give yourself two times. Let's say four. Right. And then that's in one month you can lose eight pounds. And then times it by. The six for six months or whatever it is, and then you're at like eight times six. Like I guess you can technically lose like a a grand amount of weight within that time if you are sticking to a plan. Look at you, you lost thirty pounds in a year. Yeah, right. Which is probably the best way to do it, right? You had you were consistent. Think you go you, slow. You worked out every day. You yeah. ate properly. You ha- you basically built better daily habits.
1: But I've been doing it for like five years. I just gained a lot in twenty twenty two. So I because I was injured so much. And my habits were really based a lot more around fitness than they were around eating. And I think that was actually a big problem. Cause when you rely too heavily on one part of the solution to like maintain your physique, then if you lose that part, like if you were injured and you can't work out and your eating is bad, then you're gonna gain it all 100%. back. So, so this- you gotta Which is a
0: great segue. Oh, that's a great segue. Look at me foiling well. (laughs) No, that's a great segue into what I want to talk about. And this is what I want to talk about is this myth that weight loss and fitness are automatically the same thing because it's not. And that's why it's funny in those five top trending New Year's resolutions, they broke up the fitness and the losing weight category because it is which I've never really kind of, I've never really seen before which I'm happy they they've done that because you can be as fit as a fiddle but still gain weight if your diet is not in check. I mean, I'm a great example of this, right? Because I I actually gained weight over the holidays. Not because my fitness wasn't in check, because by the way, my working out, like I work out daily, not for my body, but for my mind, for my my mental health. However, if I'm not eating on point, I'm still gonna gain weight. So I find that with everybody. Like I wanna say this. I think that eating your diet is ninety five percent of what you actually end up weighing what you look like and what if you're going to lose weight if your diet is not on point you're going to gain weight no matter how much you work out unless you're an olympic athlete and working out like 10 hours a day i'm sorry if you're like a regular person who is very active but yet still eating too many calories you're still you're going to gain weight that is just the way that is just the way it is i'm a great example of that so i think if, if your ultimate goal is to lose weight you really got to get your diet in check. It actually does happen in the kitchen, not in the gym. That is 100% true. If you want to lose weight, work out in the kitchen, don't worry about the gym. The gym, let me just say this, working out is much more for your mental health, your physical strength, your overall mood, all of those things. I mean, there's, you know how I feel about fitness and how important it is. But if you want to lose fat on your body
1: you've got to watch what you put in your mouth i will say though i think working out also like it helps the kitchen in a way because after a workout you definitely don't feel like well, eating junk and it does help sort of propel that and it gets you in like the well it's a habit it's a habit right so
0: well what it does it number well a couple things I forget
1: sorry i forgot this show it's called habits and hustle yeah. sometimes it's a, it, well, it, no, i was
0: gonna say you're much more likely when you exercise to make better decisions yes. with what you're going to eat. But I'm actually talking about people no, who I know are already working out a lot yeah. and want to lose like even five pounds, eight pounds, 10 pounds, you really got to dial in your diet. Yeah. I mean, if you're not doing anything, of course, like (laughs) fitness will help you. uh, It'll help you with your mindset of like making better decisions. It will help you with all of those things. But when you're diet, when you're trying to like lose that, that, like that last five, eight, 10 pounds or whatever that is, you've really got to pay attention to what you're putting in your mouth on a regular basis. And it gets harder and harder. It's easier to lose a hundred pounds
1: than it is to lose five pounds. Just yeah, when is. you're when you're down at the lower levels because you're like your percentage, you're losing so much more, like of your actual body percentage. Yes. And then the other thing is,
0: like we were saying a little bit earlier, is integrating these habits into your daily routine already. So it doesn't feel like a drag to do them. So like, you know, if you don't have a lot of time or, you know, you're you or I shouldn't even say that I'm saying in the morning, maybe put your shoes by your bed so you automatically put on your gym shoes, you automatically put on your gym clothes. And so now you're ready to. To take action versus putting on your regular clothes, then changing afterwards. Like, get it over and done with. Like, do something first thing in the morning. I know I I sound like a broken record, but if you want to get something done, do it first thing in the morning, get it off of your list, get it out of the way, and then move on with your day. And that way, it's a part of what your daily routine is. I brush my teeth, I take a shower, I exercise a little bit good, done. And then yeah. that will make you get make a better choice for breakfast and for lunch. But like I said, if, if your New Year's resolution is an arbitrary, I want to lose weight,
1: have a specific goal in place. You know, it's been game changer for me. I I think I got this from Goggins although not that I like credit him for a lot of my changes in life but this one thing that he said really stuck with me which is like life is going to throw you rest days so don't plan them because I don't I don't know if he even accepts the rest days that life throws him but it's true and to me I used to plan my rest days and then I'd have the ones that life also threw at me so then I'd have like three rest days a week which made it so much harder to get back into the gym and so now I just like In my mind, I'm working out every day. And my workouts are also shorter now. They're not like two-hour lift sessions. I go to Pilates, 50 minutes. I go to the gym, 50 minutes, whatever it is. Like, you just get it done. And going every day has been a massive shift in me being able to go every day. It becomes way easier. So... I
0: talk about that in my book, and I talk about that. Which you no, can I, buy. I, that wasn't a plug for the book. Which you can buy. But I, Which you can buy, in yeah. In soft cover, cover and hardcover. Yes. Now, that, now they're available in both <laughs> paperback and hardcover. But no, seriously, I do say this a lot. I'm t- I've talked about this on interviews a lot, that I... I'm not a believer in planning rest days for that exact reason, because when you plan a rest day, then you do that rest day and then life happens also. So then yep. you're going to have the rest day. Plus, you're going to have whatever happens in your week that you can't work out. So I don't ever plan a rest day. I just assume yeah. that I'm going to work out every single day of the week. And then when something happens and I can't make it, then all right, that's my rest day. Exactly. And when you have kids, especially that happens more often than not. So if you're her parent, never plan a rest day, because believe me, they're going to come anyway. And if you have a career or you have a life, it will happen. So never plan a rest day. I promise you, you'll get one regardless during the week. I want to take a quick break from this episode to thank our sponsor, OneSkin. If you're tired of spending countless dollars on skincare that doesn't end up delivering the anti-aging results you want, I'm totally with you. And this is because too many companies market their skincare as anti-aging without any evidence or studies to prove it. But this is why I like OneSkin, because all their products are formulated with OSO1. It's the first ingredient scientifically proven to reverse skin's biological age at the molecular level. In fact, in a 12-week clinical study performed by a third party, one skin's OSO1 face was clinically validated to strengthen the skin barrier and improve skin health biomarkers, leading to diminished visible lines of aging. It does so by switching off senescent cells associated with aging. I've seen dramatic improvement in my skin and the signs of aging have practically diminished, well, not completely, but you know what I mean, by using OneSkin. It honestly, the results have actually been pretty remarkable. So if you want to buy skincare that actually works and provides you with the anti-aging benefits you're looking for, you should try OneSkin for yourself. I promise you will not be disappointed. Try it for yourself now by heading over to oneskin.co and use code HUSTLE15 for 15% off your entire order. And then let's talk a little bit... Well, by the way, if you are...
1: Oh, yeah. Jen, why are you drinking two drinks? I was going to uh, ask
0: you this earlier. <laughs> I, you know what? I got to tell you, I couldn't decide. I'm like, I'm obsessed with these slate milks now, by They're the way. They're
1: so... The chocolate one is honestly unbelievable. You know like, what? Like, unbelievable. They are really
0: good. And this is not me just, again, plugging. I I do. I'm obsessed with them because they are no sugar, and there's like 20 grams of protein, so it satiates me.
1: And it tastes good. The and ta- chocolate and one
0: tastes, tastes like good. straight tastes up chocolate, chocolate milk. milk, yeah. But I couldn't decide between the mocha and the caramel because I <laughs> yeah. like them both, and I was staring in my fridge. I'm like, okay, do I take this one? Do I dry And I was going back and forth. I was like standing in front of the fridge, wasting time, like eight minutes, with my fridge open and buzzing. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to have both. So I'm going to take a sip of this and a sip of that. So now I'm drinking both of them. I know it looks kooky. So drinking both has saved you time. Would you say that this is like as, a life hack? It's a just, life hack. Like, don't choose. Choose both. Yeah, don't choose. Well, don't just choose one. Well, I couldn't decide. So what I was going to do is just like, have a little bit of each and then put both of them back in the fridge and then Smart. drink the rest later. Smart. So then I'm not like depriving myself of one of the flavors. That feels really sustainable to me. I mean, listen. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I don't think it would go bad if it's, like, my kids. Nah, it'll go, it'll stay. My kids, basically, like, they have, like, a few sips, because my kids love them, but they don't drink the ones with caffeine. They just drink the regular ones. Some of them have caffeine. The smoker one has caffeine. The latte ones have caffeine. Yeah, the latte
1: ones do, but it's only, like, 175 milligrams, so it's not crazy. That's a lot. I mean, I'm event. not giving my
0: kids caffeine. No, they're not. My
1: kids are drinking the chocolate ones that don't
0: have caffeine. Or what? The point is <laughs> they drink like three, four sips and they put it back in the fridge and then they go back to it like a couple of days later. I think that should be okay. I should actually... DM them, <laughs> them at Slate and yeah. ask them if that's like okay to do. I think it should be I'm sure it's fine. But they are delicious. Okay, so that's why. So that's why I may look a little creepy like this, but that's what I'm doing. But that's again making a good diet choice, right? Yeah. Because of the nutritional breakdown, I always say to people. And myself, this is what I do: is that like I like to plan what my what my food's gonna be, or else I will make a bad decision out of like starvation. So having something that's like that's handy, like these slates or whatever you would like, that basically gets you over that hump that you're not gonna eat something bad, Mm. saves you a lot of time and energy and sadness later because when you wait too long to eat, me anyway, when I wait too long, I get so hungry, then I make a bad decision. Yeah. You ever go to the grocery
1: store? um hungry. Yeah. Oh my God. It's Going worst. to Trader Joe's hungry is probably the single worst decision you can make for your life. Why health? just Trader Joe's is anything. Because they have the most, yeah, but they have less choices. So it's easier to choose. And, and it's also really delicious, like snacky things. And it's just, oh, oh! It's true. and it's so easy to, like at Whole Foods, I get a little too overwhelmed. Even if I'm so hungry, I'm like, what do I buy? And then I just walk out. Trader Joe's, I will go through and legitimately select like a hundred things.
0: You know what I love at Trader Joe's? Or my one of my favorite things ever are these like dried mango. It's dried mango. Oh, I love dried yeah. mango. And it's like technically, this is a great example. Technically, it's healthy, right? It's one ingredient. <laughs> technically. Like technically, right? It's dried. Well, it's one ingredient. There's not like additives or anything. But are, they are, it's so high in sugar and in calories that like when you dehydrate a fruit, you're like eating this amount of fruit, but really like this this small amount of fruit is really like nine mangoes. Yeah. And like I can I can polish off a humongous bag of these things, which then is like thousands of calories thousands of calories but that's one of my biggest weaknesses so then what do i do so i don't drink like don't eat that mango because left to my own devices if i'm too hungry i'll go into my into my pantry and take a hum like take a bag of it because my my daughter loves them
1: too there's dried mango is amazing
0: it's amazing so then i have to have other things on hand that will satiate me that will fill me up and that's Enter why I started initially with
1: drinking one of these slates, but then now I'm using it for everything else, like desserts and everything else. I mean, it's smart. It's the dried fruit thing is so funny because if you look like apricots, like dried apricots are just these tiny things you could just pop in your mouth. Oh yeah, but that's a whole apricot. Oh, it's a whole. I, that's a single whole apricot. Oh, it's
0: delicious. Which is bought and like I love dried fruit. So again, I know my trigger. I know the food I love. I know what I'm going to my go to. I trick myself. I psychologically I know it's high in calories and high in sugar, and it's like really bad for me to eat the quantities that I would have. But when I see it and I want it, I like will justify it. Well, no, it's just fruit. (laughs) Oh no, it's still very healthy. Uh. Just because it's healthy doesn't mean it won't pack on the pounds if you're not careful. So everything requires moderation and portion control. And going into 2024, I want you guys to be very cognizant of if, you, if your New Year's resolution involves losing weight, let me tell you, be very mindful of the portions, be very mindful of what you're putting in your mouth, what you're doing in your kitchen. And I think that that will help you get to your goal more than just saying, oh, I'm going to work out more. I mean, working out, great for your mood, great for your focus, for your brain, for all making better choices however if you want to dial it in really be careful of your portions even if the food is healthy that doesn't mean you can have 12 chicken breasts you know still you can only have one um i'm 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 saying that for a friend (laughs) (laughs) that's for a friend not not for you not for saying that that's
1: that's for a friend wait this is for anyone thinking about starting pilates go do it it's been the best thing ever i've been doing the last few months literally this is your sign you should just go start if you're thinking about it go start yeah I like Pilates, but I do
0: require. I think that's a great. It's a it's a great thing to add in for variety. But I don't. I think that as only doing Pilates, we can do a whole other podcast
1: on that. No, I mean you shouldn't only Try, do any one thing. You should do lots of things. I think you should do whatever.
0: What you. I, what I would say is this. I'm going to leave you. you I'm going to leave you with this thought. Try as many things as possible, and then do the things that you're actually going to end up doing. Because if I tell you to do Pilates and you hate Pilates, you're never going to do it. So if you like running, run. If you like uh, hit training, do HIIT training. If you love Pilates, be my guest. You should go do it. Go try as many things <laughs> as possible. And what wins is consistency. So if you like it, you're going to end up doing it. And therefore, you're going to be happier and get to whatever goal that is. And with that note, enjoy the week, enjoy 2024, and happy good new luck year. and happy New Year.:
2: This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire Yap Media